Hey there, podcast listeners. Exciting news. My new audiobook, The Short Book Formula, a financial professional's guide to writing a book in six weeks to attract ideal clients, is out now. And the best part, for a limited time, we're offering this audiobook to you for free. Hurry over to www.theshortbookformula.com and claim your copy now. And now, on to our show. Hey everyone, this is Paul McManus, the host of the Million Dollar Producer Show, and I am here with a very special guest, Gina Wells. Gina is the owner of Advanced Capital Group based in Detroit, Michigan. Welcome, Gina. Well, thank you. And I'm really a little between Flint and Detroit, but I'm a definite Michigander. Go blue. <laughs> there we go. Um, and I am so excited to have Gina as my guest on today's podcast for a number of reasons. Um, first of all, Gina has been in the life insurance business for roughly 25 years. And just before we got recorded, she was telling me that in that time, or I'm sorry, right now, you have $150 million of death benefit in force. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. Probably a little over that. It uh, grows every day. Maybe there we go. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. And, 90, and, and you do a number of things, and so, um, but 90% of your business, of your revenue, is life insurance. Is that also accurate? That's accurate. Very and cool. Very cool. So let, let's dig into um, a number of topics today. Um, but I'd love to start with the topic of, you know, if we can go back when and what, you know, what was that defining moment for you or what was that, that event that happened in your past that kind of led you to where you are today? Well, I would have never dreamed I would become who I am today back when uh, I started in this business 25 years ago. But <clears throat> I was accidentally put into this business. Really, I was a paralegal. I uh, studied at the University of Michigan and four-year degree in paralegal technology and worked for attorneys since uh, high school. So I had uh, quite a career there as well, probably, uh, I guess, 15 years before the 25. But anyway, <laughs> uh, that's how old I am. There you go. Uh, <laughs> You're in your uh, late 20s. Yeah, there you go. So anyway, during the time I was working for the attorney, we happened to do an estate plan, and uh, not two months later, this gentleman uh, was aboard Northwest 255 that crashed on Merriman Road, and uh, there were no survivors except one little girl. And our law firm became the lead counsel for that, uh, that uh, case against Northwest. Hmm. Now, having said that, when that settled, the attorney that I worked for was ready to retire, and that case obviously helped him retire. Sure. And so at the time he retired, I just started doing freelance paralegal work and had met my husband, Jim, and uh, he and I were starting to move together, and we needed to uh, rearrange my house. We needed to build a bedroom or re re renovate my downstairs. Hmm. And so we started looking, where are we going to get the money? And I said, well, I got this money in this life insurance policy. So needless to say, I didn't know how to get the money. He looked at it. His dad was a life insurance agent for that company, in fact. And so he helped me to get the money. Well, when Earl asked me, why are you getting the money? Well, renovating the house. Well, what are you doing for a job? Well, I'm doing you know, part-time paralegal. He goes, well, you know what? I want you to come and manage my company, and I want you to do all the estate planning for my insurance clients. So I did, and he was paying me a wage to help manage his office and also do estate planning for his clients. Before long, he said, Gina, you know, you really need to get licensed for life insurance. I said, okay, took the test, got licensed. 
Gina, you really need to get license for mutual funds because I need to go, okay, took the desk, got license. Did I know what I was doing? Had no clue what I was doing. Did I have direction? Eh, not really, but uh, I've been a career agent with Ohio National for the entire 25 years of my career. And they <clears throat> had all sorts of educational things that I went through to help me get started. But I can tell you the first four years in the business, I didn't know what I was doing. There was no, you know, nobody wanted my life insurance. Nobody wanted to buy my mutual funds because the stock market was great. You can't do better than that. Uh, and so I started going, well, where else can I make money in this business and start selling life or health insurance and AFLAC and all these other different things. Well, my father-in-law got out of the business. I moved to another general agent and as he started doing what I'm doing, he's like, you need to do total financial planning and introduced me to Circle of Wealth Money Tracks through really Ohio National Regional Meeting at Ohio National Health. And so from there, I started mentoring with that group and uh, have learned everything I know by credit to uh, starting out with Money Tracks. From Money Tracks, I met other agents who introduced me to LEAP, Lifetime Economic Acceleration Process, introduced me to Truth Concepts, but um, Nelson Nash of the Infinite, uh, he wrote the book Becoming Your Own Banker, mm -hmm. and that Nelson Nash Institute. I've been a practitioner with him uh, for as long as they've had practitioners, but studied with him for the last 15 years, and that's really the economics of life insurance. And so all of those different people helped me to really get a grasp of how to utilize the living benefit of life insurance. And, and well, the, and, and what I love about the, the story is that you know, you were really, you know, you started in this career by already having a policy and already seeing the value of, I'm assuming, whole life insurance that you tapped into for yourself. Yeah, it was a universal life policy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, all I knew when I bought it, it was a $50,000 death benefit and it was sold to me, really, because I had a young daughter at the time, and he said, you know, uh, you spend more than $50 a month on whatever you do, you should put that $50 a month towards this policy, and it will build a college fund for her, and in the event you die, she's going to have a college fund, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I want that for my daughter. So it was a small policy, $50 a month, $50,000 death benefit, and, you know, by the time that it had accumulated money when I met Jim, five years old, so I don't know, it was, I don't know, $5,000, and it wasn't, I mean, anything big, but Tell, um, tell me a little bit. Had I not had it, I would be where I'm at today for sure. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit more because I heard you say that during the first four or five years, um, once you got licensed, that you were struggling. Um, you know, because I think this is such an important les lesson for um, a life insurance agent listening to this. You know, it's how do you go from struggle to massive success like you've enjoyed and you currently enjoy? Um, what, you know, in terms of those first four or five years, what was it specifically? that if you were to go back in time and tell yourself then, what was it that you saw that you were doing that you would advise your younger self? Invest the time and money with the right people and learn it the right way, um, which would be, in my opinion, Money Tracks, Circle of Wealth. Now other people say they started with Leap, but either way, it gives you the foundation that you need to understand, you know, the 360 degree look that people have to take when it comes to your assets, your liabilities, uh, what you're going to do in the future, how you're going to create income, all of that. Uh, wealth building cornerstones, I forgot that one too. I mm -hmm. didn't say that. Again, but um, 
So I, I had to invest the time and money. When I met Don Blatt and he said, if you don't take tomorrow off and invest whatever dollar amount it was, I don't know, maybe 250. Yeah, I don't remember the number, but it was a big number to me back then. I'm like, oh my God, can I afford this, right? But I did. I afford. I just said, I'm going to do it because if I don't invest the time and money, uh, I think that's the secret, really. I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And, you know, how much money I spend on education is a big part of my business. And the times I take away from my business to sharpen the saw to go to annual conferences every year. I mean, I attend probably three or four conferences a year. And my husband jokes to me about it. He's like, Jeannie, you have a PhD in this. You don't need to go learn anything more. But, you know, not only the camaraderie of other agents, but there are, you know, there's always something that someone else is doing that helps you or helps you get to the level that you want to be at, right? Sure. You want to be talking to the right people who want your services and who can afford your services, really. And uh, so even though I started with very low policies, you know, I'm looking at uh, premiums, uh, you know, average premiums of anywhere around 80000 a year. Um, <clears throat> or more, you know, obviously I like to do more, but, um, when I help people understand the benefit of it, it, it can be as high as that, but anywhere, you know, 10,000 is probably my minimum, right. That I like to do <laughs> anymore. <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what, what was it? So, so another thing that you said is that, you know, now you do 90% um, of your business is life insurance. Um, in terms of just that concentration of focus, because I know I know a number of people who do a number of different things, and they would love to do more life insurance. Um, can you share more about what allowed you to position your business in such a way that today you're doing 90% life insurance? Sure. Uh, I think with I, I get my clients to think about you know we the end is the thing keep the end of your life in mind right so you're climbing this hill of accumulation and on the way up to the top where you're like okay now I'm going to retire you know how much money do I have to retire with oh no it's not enough I either need to work longer spend less or try to get a higher rate of return whatever it may be but <clears throat> when I take that 360 degree look and I say you know you're living on $250,000 a year and you've got a million dollars in your life, or a million dollars in your 401k. And oh, by the way, you don't own that million dollars in your 401k. So you, you know, depending on your tax rate, you might only have sixty thousand. You might only have fifty thousand or five hundred thousand of that money. So when we get talking about that, and I say, well, how long will that net amount of money that you get from your 401k last you in retirement when you're today spending two hundred and fifty thousand? Oh, well, I'm not going to have a mortgage. Oh, well, I'm not going to be putting my kids to school. Oh, well, I'm not going to be doing this or that or whatever they might tell me they're not going to do. And so I'll start separating that out. I'll start bringing that out. And it's still their lifestyle may be around $180,000. But they like to live, right? Go on vacations, live, the house, live in the house they have, whatever. And so when we get that number, then they've got to find a way to go, wow, I either need to save more money. Mm -hmm. Or I need to find areas that I'm sending away money uh, to other banks by way of financing wrong, right? Bad debt versus good debt. Uh, <clears throat> good debt is obviously anything you can leverage, and you mm -hmm. can leverage cash value life insurance. Sure. And uh, you can build it uh, of additional paid up uh, cash value in there mm -hmm. as you bring money in, which ultimately brings up the death benefit, which ultimately, ultimately brings up tax-free income in retirement. And people like to hear that word. Totally, and we're going to jump into the we're going to we're going to jump into that tax-free positioning in just a little bit. Um, before we get there, 
um, you know, one of the things I also see with a lot of people, especially when it comes to marketing, is that everyone is looking for, you know, the next magic bullet. You know, what is that? What is that? That secret sauce that you know someone has that's going to you know fix all my ills. Um, and I, in, in, in my experience, I've worked with a number of people who may be involved in different programs. And you mentioned a number: um, Circle Wealth, Leap, Infinite Banking. And my understanding is that current wealth building cornerstones. Wealth building cornerstones. And my understanding, though, is that you know you're not looking for a magic bullet. You're constantly growing, constantly learning, constantly getting bits and pieces of useful information um, from all of these different programs, courses, etc. And then using what you get from that to best um, serve your clients, depending on who they are and what their needs are. Can right. you share any? Can you expand on that idea or share any insights there? Sure. You know. We all learn this, and then we go, okay, who, who do we tell it to? We need a, a you know, warm body in front of us, and we want the right warm body. So, Paul, when I met you, I mean, really, you have helped me to change my business and marketing, and thank you very much. And that's why I'm doing this also is because I think the services you offer to me are huge. I cannot sell, market, administrate. I can't do all of those things, and so I've hired people to do that right? Office assistant, a marketing director, and you to run this LinkedIn program. It's been very, in my mind, successful. One of the greatest things that I've spent money on and time. Thank you. You spend more time than I do. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Marketing is a problem. problem. And even with money tracks, they tried to do things and uh, smart retirement. I mean, Matt Zagula on here. Uh, Matt is who introduced you and I and Mm -hmm. his knows that marketing to the right people is the number one thing. And when I met Matt and he explained his philosophy, it moved, it was, you know, one-on-one to my philosophy. So <clears throat> that attracted me to his marketing and I followed Matt. He's got great things in the back of his mind and, you know, introduced you and I, and we've been working together now probably for over a year, I would say, you know, from our introduction from Matt. Sure. Um, but without those qualified leads, um, to me, uh, new leads, um, that's one thing. Now, in my business, they all say, well, you're going to get a referral, right? Or you should really work on referral business. And I do. And I get referrals, right? But not everybody <laughs> uh, knows what to say to the next person. Oh, I got this uh, this gal. She's doing a great job. I bought a bunch of life insurance. You did what? Right? And so <laughs> they don't know how to explain that, right? Because all they say is that they purchased life insurance. So yeah. uh, some of them, I do get good uh, qualified leads from my clients quite often. But, um, you know, focusing on generating more of that is where I'm at today. And that's, that's really focusing on generating that more is going to build my business uh, to a degree that possibly I'll bring on another agent maybe, but, uh, or even be able to partner with someone if I'm getting too much business and that's what I hope to do. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Um, and, and so let's moving forward, let's talk about how, um, we first started, um, working together and, and, um, and I think we met about a year ago, um, and you first went through a, um, a training program that, um, I was holding for a number of Matt Segula's, um, affiliated clients. Um, and then I think it's been about six months now that we've done what, what I would describe as the full done for you service that we're working on today. Um, okay. In that, when we first got started and you joined, um, you know, the first thing I typically do with most of my clients um, is that I want to focus them on a specific target market, especially on LinkedIn. It doesn't mean that you can't work with everyone that you're currently working with. It doesn't mean that if people are referred, you can't work with them. But in terms of marketing, what I find is most useful 
is that if you can narrow in on um, you know, who it is that would be most responsive to you, that's where we can have the most success. Can you share a little bit about your experience since working with me um, in terms of deciding what that target market is and what that's looked like? Right. Well, I really didn't have a target market, right? It, you know, was, oh, I want somebody with X amount of income, married with children, happy, and blah, blah, blah. Well, they had, also had to have a job. And so when you had me look at my client base as to who I uh, mainly worked with uh, between Flint and Detroit, guess what? It's General Motors employees. <laughs> uh, and so we started marketing to the auto, well, first General Motors, and now you're doing automotive, and it's working out very well because there's a lot of suppliers to GM, and now, okay. now seeing all of those. And, some of the businesses that are coming in, I already have clients with, so that also comes uh, good to know. When I'm talking with individuals, these calls go very well, the 15-minute introductory call. <clears throat> Excuse me, I need a drink. But, um, um, well, he, I was just going to say, for you and I working together, um, when you started to tell me, all right, you need this, and you started teaching me how to do it, I thought, there is no way in AG double toothpicks that I'm going to be able to have the time to do this. Right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this is great, but, uh, help. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, so, so, so the process, and, and I would agree is, is that part of my learning and working with advisors is that, you know, I can train to a degree, but, but really that their best use of their time is not in, um, learning all the different aspects of online marketing. It doesn't mean that they can't and that they, you know, can't benefit but it's if you can be in a position to focus on selling in terms of, or having conversations with qualified prospects, that's the greatest use of your time. Um, okay. You know, our process as, as, as you know, and our listeners um, who, who follow our podcast may know is that, you know, typically from a LinkedIn perspective, you know, we start by driving interest typically through direct messaging to people defined in your case, it's um, automotive industry, business owners and professionals um, to get them to say essentially yes to an initial 15-minute call. Um, and so we're using private messaging. We're going out. We're sending out campaigns. And we're looking for any number of people to respond positively. At that point, um, we schedule typically through a, a, a scheduling or an online scheduling system a call with you. Now, what's interesting about you know us doing this, uh, recording this podcast episode right now is that um, – you just finished one of those calls <laughs> with someone. <laughs> um, and so if you can tell us a little bit about the details of what those dynamics look like, um, you know, you know, just if you can walk us through what that looked like, um, I'm sure our listeners would love to know more about that. Sure. You know, I start out basically thanking them for reaching out to me. And I said, what, what attracted you to my LinkedIn? And, and this particular gentleman says, well, you know, I kind of look where you're at, and I know what I'm going to hear, or I think I'm going to hear is a little bit about financial, and, uh, you know, I just want to hear what you have to say, so go ahead and get started. And I said, okay, well, you know, <clears throat> uh, I'm not like your typical financial advisor. I'm not chasing a rate of return out there. You can look to your right and left and find hundreds of those advisors that say, how much money do you have? Where is it at? Oh, I can do better than that. Uh, what I do is really focus on uh, the – parts of your dollars that you're moving away and never seeing again. And so I say, draw a circle and 40% of your money, for most of my clients, 40% of their money is going away to taxes. 25% uh, they spend on lifestyle, 10% they save, and the other 25% is servicing debt. Having said that, where do you find yourself uh, as one of my typical clients? Mm -hmm. And quite 
frankly said, well, you know what? I'm not saving 10% because I've been through divorce. And you know, he tells me the story. Now I know where he works and I know how much he makes, right? Mm -hmm. He's been married twice. He's got another, you know, gal. And, and um, they've been together and their kids are getting married. And what have they spent money on? College, kids, divorce, right? So all this cash has flown away from him. And now he is 55 years old, 53 years old. I'm going, okay, I'm, I want to retire, but I don't have enough money to do so. No. So uh, as we went through that conversation, uh, he shared with me a bunch of other things that once I opened up that little circle story, right, mm -hmm. it opened up a little bit more of a conversation. I go through how I get paid. Uh, I explain that I'm not a fee advisor. I also explain, sorry for the fee advisor friends out there, no. <laughs> that, that I have fee advisor advisor friends who charge anywhere from you know $800 to $5,000 and they'll bring a plan back to you that will be the exact same plan that I bring back but my plan uh, <clears throat> is not charging a fee is finding those dollars you're unknowingly and unnecessarily transferring bringing them back and giving you a decision save or spend <clears throat> if you spend them then there's really nothing I can do to help you out right but if you're serious about saving for retirement then we're gonna look at three buckets your pre-tax bucket, your after-tax bucket, and your tax-deferred bucket. And we're going to see what you have going in and the pros and cons of each of those accounts. And if I can help you understand leverage and the products that go around leverage and, and show you that by you using a dollar more than once, you're going to have that dollar for future use, and there's also going to be times in your life where windfalls will happen. And uh, basically, we'll sit down together. Our next appointment is going to be about an hour long. And I'm going to ask you to bring in your tax returns, your most recent pay stubs, your assets, your debts, and what you're planning to spend money on in the future. What's your lifestyle? What do you need to live on? And uh, I said that, so he goes, great. So that's the next step. And I'm like, yeah. And we scheduled a, the next meeting. And I send out a questionnaire. I send out an email that says what you need for that questionnaire. And uh, my privacy statement and my ADV, so people know that I'm registered with the SEC to, you sure. know, uh, Series 65 advisor. So that's and, about it. <laughs> that, that's fantastic. And just to, let me underscore a few things here. So walking through that process, um, this person, so this person agreed to that initial call um, from LinkedIn. They they pro, you know they've seen some messaging. They've been attracted to some messaging that we have. And in your cases, typically reduce taxes, um, reduce debt, or increase spendable income, all you know, pain points that oftentimes can lead to a life insurance sale. Mm -hmm. um, but at that initial call, they don't really know much about you, so it's, but in that 15 minutes, you're able to um, establish the requisite, I mean, basically doing fact-finding, you're starting to show your value in a more detailed way, you're building personal chemistry, and um, from there, the next step is to have them agree and invite them to come into your office for an in-person meeting where they're actually bringing all of their information. And that's really where I would say that the serious, or, or that's the first, 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 that's the first in-person appointment. That's right. Uh, and sometimes it's a web conference, right? Okay. Uh, we have a web conference, he and I, um, to do this. And that's fine. Uh, the Zoom conference is great. Uh, as we're doing right here. Yeah, absolutely. 
And We've never been in person, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like you're sitting across from me. Exactly. Uh, and when I do a Zoom conference and I'm working with the client and I say, you know, a lot of times I'm not looking at you through here because I'm doing things, uh, you know, over here, so don't think I'm ignoring you, but, I'm, you know, we have pleasantries and then I move the camera off. In fact, I ask him to turn the camera off because it gets distracting, hmm. right? looking at yourself or they're looking at you, you know, so even though we are not seeing, I'm not looking at them answering a question and really Paul, I'm not looking at you. If I were looking at you, I'd be like, this. Sure, no, exactly. Uh, so, um, so I ask them to turn off the camera and, you know, I can tell in voice inflection and things of that nature where they're going or if they slow down a minute, you yeah. know, I slow down a minute. <clears throat> so uh, web conferencing is just fine for me. And That's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I find for a lot of people, you know, it saves, you know, I think most of the, the, the prospects that we're working on for you are in the Detroit area or in the mission or in that greater Detroit area. But, you know, traveling in a big city can take time. And so just the convenience of being able to meet with people on the web is, is fantastic as well. Um, switching gears now. So going back to, you know, we met through um, Matt Zagula. He's the author of a Forbes book called Smart Retirement. Um, and, you know, this, you know, you, you've talked about how you've been part of all these different groups, whether it's Circle of Wealth, Leap, Infinite Banking, and Wealth Building Cornerstones. I think I got them all. Um, <laughs> and so you also joined the Smart Retirement. Um, what was your thinking or what was it that Smart Retirement, um, what attracted you to Smart Retirement in addition to all the, in, in addition to what you already know? 25 years of accumulating assets, right? It's a hard job. It's a hard climb. Hard climb for the advisor and the individual, right? Um, but when they're nearing the top, when they're five to 10 years from retirement, uh, then things get a little bit serious. And Matt, that's what Matt's all about, is that five to 10 years before retirement that you're going to get in there and get talking to them and talk to them about how Social Security is going to impact their income, how Medicare <clears throat> premiums are going to be taxed against them, what those three buckets look like. Um, how can you use the living benefits of life insurance, right? His book is a very succinct book that to me uh, really piggybacks some of the others that I use. And there's a lot of books that uh, I would suggest people read, but a lot of people don't want to read, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I have taken the time to read those books that yeah. may have helped me and help me to uh, get information to individuals. So uh, what Matt did in his initial delivery was go through that book and explain why not only we need to help people understand it, but I mean, that's the number one thing, right? <clears throat> we need to get that message out to individuals because they don't even know they need it until it's too late or until they're like, oh, no, I'm getting here and I need help, right? And, you know, some individuals uh, who are 100% in the stock market and think they're going to be okay with that, they might be okay with that, right? If they have a pension and, you know, they've got other monies backing them up and cash in the bank and things like that. But <clears throat> people really don't understand financial products. And, and uh, Matt's book directs right to dividend-paying, participating whole life insurance. In, in, his, in his core message is essentially the um, SMART stands for the strategic movement around retirement taxation. Um, how appealing, um, you know, so essentially it's a taxation message. Um, how, how appealing do you find leading with that message is versus other types of messaging? And I'm going to preface it by saying that that's, that's the key message that I finally, that I typically use. Um, what has your experience been? Uh, all of my marketing is now around SMART. <clears throat> my LinkedIn, SMART. Uh, web conferences that I do, they see SMART. 
um, the books I lead with, right, is Matt's book, or Become Your Own Banker if they do have some debt problems sure. to understand how that works. Um, if the people read those books, great, right? If they don't read those books, then they know that, you know, I am an advisor for SMART. Uh, right. Matt's done a deal with the website where we've got little codes now, so we can, you know, do some marketing there as well. Um, but, you know, it all leads to spending money. We say for one reason, to spend money, right? And sure. when are we going to spend it? We're going to spend it in retirement. Well, how much do you want to spend in retirement? Well, as much as I'm spending today, really, what am I going to give up in my lifestyle today that I wouldn't give up when I'm retired? And, you know, I've got all day long to do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it. And in fact, because of that, wouldn't I want to travel? Wouldn't I want, you know, sure. <laughs> join leagues or whatever, you know, they, sure. they find they spend more lifestyle money in retirement sometimes. But in, in a couple more questions. Um, one is that, so at what point um, does you start talking about life insurance, whole life insurance as a solution? So um, if we walk through what we're doing here, typically we're leading with a pain point, which can be taxes, um, debt, um, for the two main pain points. You're, 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 you know, people are open to that. You're having calls. You're inviting them to your office. You're doing potentially different ways to engage them and really find out what their back pattern is. Um, at what point in terms of solutions do you introduce life insurance and what is the kind of um, response that you're seeing? So, you know, a lot of, you know, there's, you know, if anyone Googles life insurance, I mean, you'll, you'll get, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly. And there's some, you know, prominent people that kind of have a negative take. How do you handle that? Well, really when I use <clears throat> wealth building cornerstones and I build their case through there and I show them those three tax buckets, right? And I say, okay, what's your assumptions? So what do you think you're going to get on, on these invested assets? I hear anywhere from four to eight percent. I use their numbers. <clears throat> what do you think you'd be in a tax bracket? I use their numbers. And when we put those through the wealth building cornerstone system, it shows <clears throat> if they're continuing to work, what's going to be right now if they retire, if they're five years out of retirement, what the increased savings that they're currently doing will give them over their income base. And then we take their current income and we minus out all the things like a mortgage that they think they're not going to have. And I say think they're not going to have because I think you should have a mortgage. But anyway, not always, not always, but, you know, a mortgage, they're not going to be paying their mortgage. Their kids aren't going to be there. Their car is going to be paid. You know, whatever they tell me they're not going to spend money on, I subtract that out, hmm. right? Then there's a figure that comes up with and we go, okay, there's inflation, right? So what will that figure look like five years from now? And the system plugs in those numbers and then they see the deficiency, hmm. right? And some deficiencies are pretty large sure. and very eye-opening. And so then, you know, we go back to strategic movement. I can use LEAP. I can use, you know, there's all sorts of my tools that I have in my bag, depending on who I'm speaking with, that I will bring out to help them understand that every dollar you own is really a death benefit, right? Yeah. But how much you use of that, right, and how much you're going to live, right? Do you know how long you're going to live? No, we don't know our longevity. Um, whole life insurance helps you to tell that, right? You're going to be underwritten by a life insurance company, and if they come back with anything but a non-smoker general rating, maybe it's super preferred because you've got really good things, but if it's a, a, you know, anything below non-smoker, that means you're not going to have a life past probably 80, right? And that's kind of hard to talk about, too, but it's the truth of the matter. <clears throat> and sometimes they know it, right, of whatever might ail them, you know, that's giving them that rating. 
So, so if I just to recap the, the process, it's to, from a marketing standpoint, it's we're reaching out typically to cold prospects that we've predefined in terms of target market industry. Um, we're getting them curious around typically a taxation message, how to save on taxes or reduce taxes. Um, it's, it, I mean, it's a process. You're, you're having an initial discovery call on the phone, building some chemistry, asking some more in-depth questions, um, showing them the value of moving into the next meeting. At that point, it's a full fact-finding or needs discovery process where you're really identifying, you know, what their situation is and looking for opportunities to improve their situation. And then only at that time do you start talking about potential solutions, whole life insurance being one of those. Right. And they've already told me they don't like what they see. Right. They sure. know that they need help. Sure. Uh, and, and I'm telling you, when we get done help, when I get done helping people, I hear things like, man, I wish I would have started this years ago. Where have you been all my life? You know, oh my gosh, I got to tell so-and-so about it. Right. Um, because it is so important when you really see your numbers, not my numbers, it's their numbers. Yeah, right? definitely. And when they see their numbers and they go, wow, okay, we need to get serious now. Definitely. So um, final question is that for, for a life insurance agent or producer watching this, you know, and, you know, in, inspired by the success that you're having and building your practice these past 25 years, doing 90% of, um, you know, doing 90% of your business as life insurance. Um, what is any final piece of advice or, you know, that, you know, final nugget that you might want to share with them? Uh, you know, you can sell anything to anybody. And if you are a salesperson, <clears throat> you're not really giving the client what most people want, right? They want compassion. They want you to be empathetic with them. They want you to help them, right? But if they find out you sold them something that later isn't helping them, you're not going to have a good name later in the future. So reputation and, and uh, you know, conscious thought process with your clients is very important to me. So I would say that's number one. Number two is to invest in the business. Invest in all these different things. If this is what you want to do is focus around life insurance, then get with the people who do that, who are more successful than you are, right? There's a mentoring program with Infinite Banking. Uh, there's mentoring with LEAP. There's mentoring with Circle of Wealth. There's mentoring with Wealth Building Cornerstones. All of those programs are educational programs to help you understand how to get the message across correctly. And I'd say do that. Definitely. Fantastic advice. And I would totally agree to it. And, you know, and just to piggyback off that, it's not to look for one magic bullet. It's that, you know, that you can find value from any number of things and it's to really, you know, it's to create the business and, you know, that, that best suits you um, from everything that you do, but not to put all of your eggs per se in one basket, but to continually learn, continually educate yourself, continually explore new marketing channels as you will. Um, Definitely. Now the marketing is the biggest step, right? I, I floundered, as I said early on, <clears throat> then when, and, and let me just say too, I believe money tracks is probably got the best platform to teach somebody brand new, hmm. right? If they follow the money tracks, uh, educational system, they're going to get it. Now from there to branch off and believe what, what money tracks is telling them. Yeah. Go, understand the lifetime economic acceleration process, right? Now, all those things cost money, and you might not use all of them, but at least you'll get an understanding of them. Wealth building cornerstones, you definitely, I, I, you know, anybody who's using retirees or planning on that market for retirees, I believe needs wealth building cornerstones and smart, 
you know, smart is the center thing. And I'm going, oh, wow, this goes here and it goes there. Yeah. I mean, it just all it comes together with the strategic movement around retirement taxation. Um, and so I, did I answer that question? You did. You did. You did fantastic. Okay. I, <laughs> I just wanted the conversation, the conversation to continue. I've been enjoying this so much. So. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, um, Gina, so much for your time today, um, for all your insights and wisdom. Um, we'll be um, when we publish this. We'll have um, in our show notes um, your your website and LinkedIn. So if anyone wants to um, reach out, um, that'll be down there. But once again, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for all you do for me too. Because I, I wouldn't be doing this video if I didn't think the work you did 